Are you learning more about real life? Yeah. Amen. I tell you, it's amazing. It's so simple. It's all about Jesus. Amen. Life is Jesus. He who has the Son has life. And he who does not have the Son does not have life. And praise God, we have the Son. We have life. Say life. life. Amen. In Colossians 3, 1 and 4, I'll, I'll, write, uh, I'll read from the Message Bible. I'll start with verse 1. So, if you're serious about living this new resurrection life. Any, anyone serious? Yeah. Amen. If you're serious about living this new resurrection life with Christ, act like it. Pursue the things over which Christ presides. Don't shovel along, eyes to the ground, absorbed with things right in front of you. But look up. Everybody say look up. Be alert on what is going on around Christ. That's where the action is. Who said that Christian life is a boring life? Oh, it's full of action, adventure, more than Indiana Jones. Amen. See things from His perspective. You know, as you come here, you're going to see things. You're seeing things and you will continue to see things from His perspective. You know why? Verse 3, your old life is dead. Amen? Your new life, which is your real life, even though invisible to spectators, is with Christ in God. He is your life. And so, you know what? We need to see and we need to know that our old life is dead. And we have a new life now. Amen? Can someone say dead? dead. Can someone say alive? alive. One more time, dead. dead. Someone say alive. Can you see even in the tone on how you say it, it speaks the meaning. It expresses the meaning. I would rather live in life. I would rather have life than dead. Can someone say dead? dead. See? Dead. Can someone say alive? alive. You are what? Alive. alive with real life. Amen. You know what? Paul often used this phrase, old man. Right? Or you could say old nature. To describe your former life. And so, what happened when you get saved? You know what happened to your old nature? It died. It died. The old you died. That's why 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have all things have passed away, and behold, all things have become. Anyone new here in this place? You know what? If someone says that somebody passed away, it means someone died. Amen. So the Bible says it's very clear that someone died. Your old you, our old you died. The old nature died. Amen. And you know what? It died, and it's never coming back. It's never coming back. Amen. In the New Living Translation, I want you to see this. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. Say, I'm a new person. Amen. The old life is gone. Amen. A new life has begun. That's why I love the, our, our church name, New Life. Amen. And also Faith Tabernacle, you know, you're part of New Life. Amen. So new life, the new life has begun. Something wonderful happened. Amen. Please understand when you got born again, this, this is what happened. The old sin nature that we were born with was crucified. Amen. Was dead and was buried. Amen. And we were born again with this new life. The new life. It's a resurrected life. The same life that Jesus has. Gave, he gave it to you. And so the old nature to desire, the old nature that desires to sin, amen, is dead. And the new nature now that desires to please God, to live for God, is alive. Amen? So the old nature died, and the new one is alive. And that's what you and I have. Now, let me ask you, what is the nature? You know what nature is? It's, uh, you know, based from Webster... It's the essential character of something. Okay? Inborn character or disposition. Simply, it is your makeup. It is you. 
It is your life. Okay? So us in the new life, we have our desire to walk in God. That's why you're here. It is your desire to praise God. That's why you're here. It is your desire to live for God. It is, that's why you're here. It is your desire to make a difference for God. That is why you're here. Amen. It's not an accident why God brought you here. It's not an accident why we're all here. We want more of real life. Because the world, they're projecting life. It's a counterfeit life. But you and I have something real. Amen. And the world, when they taste the new life, the real life, you know what? They're going to want that. And God is going to use each and every one of us. Amen. But let me tell, tell you something about nature. You know, I have a son, and his name is Kevin. All right? And Kevin, Kevin's identity, you know, was determined by not his works. Kevin's identity was determined by his birth. Amen. You were born... Amen. Kevin, rather, was born to us. And the first time I saw that boy, you know, the baby, love just came out. Amen? And so nothing that he does or, does or will not do or will do will change that. He is forever going to be my son. Amen? And so it's the same with you and me. Our nature is that we are going to be forever sons of God. Amen. Because we were born not by worth. Amen. You were born by birth. You were born again. And you were born again by new life. And God resurrected and gave you His own life. Amen. Amen. Now you are alive to God. Romans, let's go to Romans right now. And let me say this. Kevin has only one nature. He has only one name, and it's Evangelista. Amen? Because he has only one nature. As believers, it's the same thing. You have only one nature, and your nature is of God. You are alive to God. You were dead, you are dead, and you are alive to God. Amen? Romans 6, 7 to 11. Are you getting something? Say, I'm alive. I'm alive. That's true. Amen. Verse 7. For when we died, in the New Living Translation, for when we died with Christ, we were set free from the power of sin. Amen. When we died with Christ, your identity, my friends, young people, is with Christ. And so today, as you identify with Christ, you are alive, you are, you are dead, with, you, are, you identify His death, and you identify His life. Amen? For when He died with Christ, we were set free from the power of sin. Say, power of sin. And since we died with Christ, we know we will also live with Him. Now, if you, read the, if you study the book of Romans, 49 times the word sin comes into your writing. And 47 of that is noun. The word sin is projected as used as a noun 49 times and 47 of that is noun say noun only two times it was used as an action which is a verb all right so only two times it was used as an action now let's play a game right now okay i'll i'll say something and then you determine if it's a noun or a verb are you ready Okay? All right, ready? You need to be quick. Okay? Hey, Pastor Joey. Uh, you need to be quick. What is the noun? People, place, things. What is the verb? Come on. Action. All right? All right? Okay. Again, are you ready? Hey, Pastor Joey. Uh, Pastor Edwin. No. Pastor Mon. No. Pastor Jude. No, no verb. <laughs> Let me demonstrate. Let me demonstrate. Verb? Let me demonstrate. <laughs> <laughs> 
I forgot something. This is my reality. <laughs> Verb. Only Pastor Jew. Amen. <laughs> oh, I'm just playing, all right? Amen. <laughs> Only Pastor Jude. Amen. Hats off. Amen. Did you enjoy Pastor Jude? Yeah. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Okay. So... 47 times it's noun. It's the word, uh, the word sin was used as a noun. Amen. And so Paul was referring to the driving force of sin. Okay? That compelled people into the individual acts of sin. Because of the nature. He's talking about the nature of sin. Okay? That's why we need, as Christians, when we understand these things, we need to focus on living. Because the Bible says, back to Romans 6, verse 7, For when we died with Christ, we were set free from the power of sin, sin which is a noun, which is nature. You were set free from the nature, the power of sin. You were not set free from the actions of sin. Because when you know that you were set free from the power of sin, you are going to be empowered to say no to the action right. of sin. Yes, yes. Amen. 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 So Paul was definite. He was saying, it's a noun. This is all about the nature of sin. Amen. Sad to say, many, folk, many people focus on the dying part. You need to die. You need to die to this. You need to do this so that you will die. Crucify. Crucify your flesh. But I tell you, there's something better. You focus on living for Him. And when you focus on being alive to God, then you are going to be walking, amen, empowered to say no to sin. Holiness is a byproduct of this. When you are empowered to live, then you are going to walk holy. Amen. You know what? Give you an example. There's a person, for example, who you want to be in the life conference? Many people, I want to be in the live conference. Man, I want to be in the live conference. I want to be in the live conference. Hey, you're in the live conference. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> Amen. I want to live for God. I want, I, want, I want to live for God. I want to die to this thing. Hey, you're dead. Right. You're dead to this. You're dead to the nature of sin. Right. Oh, amen. amen. You know, when a person commits sin, that does not make him a sinner. Amen. Amen. A sinner sins because he is a sinner. Right? And even though you put rules and deals with actions of sin, still, he will still do sins because of his nature. You know what you need to do? You need to die to that nature. Amen. You need to die to that nature. Just like a lost, a lost person's good actions cannot change his sin nature. Did you hear that? Amen. Just like a lost person's good actions cannot change his sin nature. Hallelujah. Neither can a born-again believer's sinful actions cannot, can change his righteous nature. Whoa. Whoa. Hallelujah. Whoa. Amen. And so Paul was talking about sin. You want to add something? Yeah, just to illustrate it very, um, just so that they can see it. No, I mean, it's very clear, isn't it? But let's just say, let's just use an illustration, all right? Here on my right side, like right where the speakers are, this is your nature that is alive to God, all right? This is your uh, nature, your new nature, the nature that wants to glorify God. This is the real you, the born again you, amen? And right here, over this side with the speaker, this is your sin nature. Now we all know that before we received Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, we were here in this place. Sin, the noun, the place, right? You were a slave of this place. So if you were a slave of this place, no matter how much good 
you did in this place, you were still a sinner with a sin nature. Am I right? So it didn't matter how many charities I did, how many good works I did. I cannot earn my salvation. I cannot, by my works, change my nature. Amen. It is only by receiving the finished work of Jesus Christ. 2,000 years ago, he died. He took our sin. He paid the punishment for sin. He was buried. He was resurrected. He presented his blood to the Father so that right now he sees the world forgiven. And when we receive that, when we believe that, we are now transferred Amen. from this place to this place. Amen. This is where I am right now. This is my new nature. This is who I am. Hallelujah. See, the thing is, in the same way that my good actions did not change my nature there, guess what? When I sometimes miss the mark. How many of you know that we did not die to the doing of sin? We didn't. Because if we did, we'd be in trouble. Because I, I know for one, ever since I got born again, I missed the mark many times. But guess what? Because of my new nature, right. yeah. I don't want to miss the mark. I don't want to habitually sin. But I do sometimes. But guess what? If I'm here, what I do does not change who I am. Who I am will change what I do. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Do you know the example, and I said this example when I, de when I did the real use stream, Remember the worm and the butterfly? All right, all right. Okay, you guys out there, you were there. Well, let me say that again. How many of you know what happens to a worm when it, you know, goes into a cocoon, right? What do you call that process? Metamorphosis, right? So that worm, that worm that is very limited, that worm that's just this small and can only see the ground, and that's its perspective, just the ground, just the dirt, just dust. All of a sudden, he dies to that nature, is in a cocoon, and when he comes out, he becomes a? Very good, class. A butterfly. Guess what? Is that butterfly ever going to become a worm again? No. What if... The butterfly went back to the ground and stayed on the ground and stayed in the garbage dump and stayed there. Will he still be a butterfly? Yes. So where he is, what he did did not change his nature. But, but this is the difference. When he realizes, I'm a butterfly. My goodness, what am I doing here? Oh my goodness, whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. I have wings. Oh. I believe I, I can fly. fly. I believe I, I can touch, touch the sky. So when he realized, oh, whoa, 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 I am not a worm anymore. I am now empowered by my new nature. Hey, hey. Jesus on the inside of me to fly now from that garbage dump and get into the wide open spaces of God's grace and glory. Hallelujah. See, that is what happens. Woo. And you know what? Sometimes that butterfly will still find himself in the garbage dump. But guess what? Pretty soon, he'll just go so sick and tired of it. Did you know what? You know what? What am I doing here when I can be in the garden smelling the roses? What am I doing here? I am empowered. I am empowered. I've got wings. I can soar like an eagle over situations and troubles and trials. I can overcome because I have a new nature. Hallelujah. See, this is what we need to know. Yeah. This is what is going to empower us to overcome sin. Hallelujah. And you know what? You know what? Sometimes, you know what? Uh, we tell people sometimes, you know, stop doing that. Stop eating pig's food. That's pig's food. That's not good for you. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. You know what's so much better? You present to them the fatted calf. I'm telling you, you show them the fatted calf. You know, they're eating pig's food and go, whoa, something so much better out here. <laughs> you know what? Guess what? You won't even have to tell them. They're going to run to the fatted. And you know what? The more they taste of the fatted calf, the more they're going to lose their taste for pig's food. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So you understood Amen. that. The noun, sin nature, divine nature, Amen. which is who we are. Amen. 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 Wow. Amen. This is good. Hallelujah. 
So you are alive. You were dead. You are dead to sin and you are alive to God. That's who you are. And that will empower you when you know that you are alive in God. That will empower you to say no, no, and no to sin. Because that's not your nature anymore. Amen. Let's continue to read Romans. Are you getting something? Amen. Hallelujah. Romans 9. That's why if you believe right, you will live right. Amen. It's important that we believe right. It's important that we see who we really are. That's why I love this conference, Real Life. Amen. Verse 9, we are sure of this. What is this? That we died and we are set free. Set free from the power of sin. Because Christ was raised from the dead and He will never die again. Death no longer has any power over Him. When He died, He died once to break the power of sin. But now that He lives, He lives for the glory of God. You know what? Jesus died once. Amen? Jesus died once. He did not die gradually every day. Amen? He died once. And so if you identified with Christ, you died also once. Come on. Are you following? Now, question. Did Jesus die, A, to the nature of sin? All right? To the uh, condemnation, accusation, and penalty of sin? Or B, to the actions of sin? Use your lifeline. A or B? Of course, wise people, A. You know why not B? Because Jesus didn't have any sin. Amen. Jesus didn't have any sin, so He died to the nature of sin. He received your nature. He went to the root, not just to the actions of sin. He died to the root of sin. He took the root and put it upon Himself so that you and I could have freedom from the actions of sin. Hallelujah. Question, how did Jesus become sin? How did Jesus become sin? No, by receiving it. How do we become righteous? By receiving. 2 Corinthians 5.21, there's a great exchange that happened, right? Amen. For He made Him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God. He made Him who knew no sin to be sin for us, so that we can receive and become the righteousness of God. When we know that we are righteous, then we can live as righteous. Sad to say, many people do not know that they are righteous. But when you begin to know your identity in Him, when you know that you are alive to God, you are dead to sin, then you begin, you are going to see the fruit of that. Because Pastor Paul always says to us, being precedes doing. Being precedes doing. Amen. Hallelujah. Knowing this, Romans 6 verse 11. So, knowing this, so you also should consider yourselves to be dead to the power of sin and alive to God through Christ Jesus. Verse 12, do not let sin control the way you live. Can you see this? Now you are empowered. Amen. Do not give in to sinful desires. This generation is plagued with many temptations. But now we have the power. Say, I got the power. Knowing that you are alive to God and you are dead to sin. Amen. In the, in the New King James Version, Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body that you should obey its lust. Because now we know who we are. Now, let me illustrate how a dead man lived. <laughs> dead man, you know, how a dead man comes in, you know, respond or what. Okay? Can I present to you dead man walking? So now, oh my goodness. <laughs> now this is a dead man. 
All right. This is now your sin nature. This is your sin nature, okay? <laughs> I... Your sin nature is dead, 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 dead. All right, dead. Ladies and gentlemen, this is who you are. Dead. You are dead to sin. All right. Now, for example, if I punch him, will he react? Will he react? No, because he's dead. Para natatakot akong pulutin. All right, all right. Now, you need to understand this. This, this is this is why we illustrated this. You are dead to sin. This is your sin nature. If you are dead to sin, you cannot respond to sin. No. You have the ability not to respond to sin. All right? So for example, if for example, I tempt him. Pare. Jarap nito ha. Bangona. You like? You like? Gusto mo ba to? Oh. How many of you know he's not going to respond? You right. know why? He's dead to sin. He's okay. dead to it. So, when I offend him, I'm here get the temptation to get offended. Get mad, get angry. How many of you give in? <laughs> all right, all right. Let's just say I go. Look at you. What do you think you're wearing? That's not the style. You're so badoy. Is he going to react? <laughs> no. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure. I'm like, if he's dead, oh my gosh. He needs to be buried. You know, I really don't like the way you look. I don't like you. Bang it. You like me? Kaya mo yan, Jesse. You are dead. dead to sin. Dead to sin. So you know what? When you realize that you are dead to sin, when temptation comes, you can say, you know what? I am dead to that already. I do not have to respond. See, this is the thing. When you are in your sin nature... There's no choice. Right. You sin. That's, That's it. No right. choice. No power, right? You just do it. And I love what Pastor Jude said the very first time. He said, you know what? Before I got born again, I did not have to serve the devil. I did not have to party. Am I right? I wanted to party. I wanted to, you know, I enjoyed doing it. That's your nature. But when he received Jesus as Lord and Savior, he said that now his desires change. Now he wants to serve God. What happened there? There was a nature change. Now it's not I have to serve God. It's I want to serve God. Because when you're in your new nature, you now have the power to say no to sin. Right. Hallelujah. Why? Because you are dead to sin. So no matter what I do, it doesn't matter. See? He doesn't even react. Right. <laughs> Famas Amen. So did you get that? So yeah, you know what? Let's you, you know what? For example, <laughs> of course, you're alive to God, but there are times that you sin. Right. You know, you miss the mark. You, you miss the mark, you right? Into temptation, right. But you know what? You need to come into a conclusion. Wait a minute. This is foolishness. Right. Right? Come on. This is <laughs> all right. He knows. He's a smart dead man. Yeah, he's dead man, all right? Look at this. It's foolishness. That's right. This is not my nature. That's right. I'm dead. I am dead to this dead sinful to action. And that will empower you to say no next time. That's right. Let me just say something about this. Now that you are under, right? Under. You, you are alive to God. I think... <laughs> Maybe we should resurrect him resurrect, now. Yeah. 
I think he needs some resurrection life on the inside of him. Jesse, come forth. Lazarus, come forth. <laughs> Let's give a hand for Jesse. Dead man walking, now alive to God. Thank you. Come on, Jesse. Let's thank the Lord for Jesse. Dead man. Dead man walking. Amen. So did you see that? You're dead. And definitely, you're going to come into conclusion, wait a minute, this is foolishness. What I'm doing, this is not my nature. Hindi ako to. Right? Why am I succumbing? Or why am I being tempted? Why am I giving in to this foolishness? This is not who I am. This is not who I am. Of course, there will be times that again, you miss the mark. But again, you need to always remind yourself, this is not who I am. Come on. This will empower many people. Amen. And not only that, of course, the pleasure of sinning does not disappear once you get born again. Definitely. But do you know that the short-lived pleasure, when the short-lived pleasure is gone, you're going to feel empty. Right? You're going to feel empty. Why? Because this is not really who you are. Compared to before, you don't care. I just do. I just sin. But here, after the short-lived pleasure is gone, then you're going to say, wait a minute, how come I'm empty? Right? And so also, all the more, you're going to be feeling, wait a minute, there's like an inner conflict inside of you. Right? For example, you got to, you know, there are a lot of things you can see and then thoughts come in and then you begin to, you know, receive that thought and begin to dwell in that thought. Then there's a conflict inside of you. And you begin to see, wait a minute, why is there like a conflict inside of me? Because this is not your, new, this is not your nature anymore. You are alive to God. You're dead to that. And the moment, church, young people, the moment you see this, the moment you can, that's the time that you can say no to certain things in your life. Know that you are alive to the things of God and you're dead to sin. Now, if you miss the mark, the Bible says there is now, therefore, no condemnation in Jesus. Amen? When you miss the mark, remind yourself. And you know what the Holy Spirit will do? The Holy Spirit, when you miss the mark, for example, you know what will the Holy Spirit do? He will remind you, come on, come up, stand up again. You know, stand up again because that's not who you are. You are the righteousness of God. You are the blessed of God. So come on, remind, remi the Holy Spirit will remind you so that you can stand up again. He will never condemn you. But He will remind you of your identity in Jesus. Amen. So condemnation, when you miss the mark, condemnation is not from God. Amen. Is this helping somebody? If you miss the mark, if you sin, you know what? Condemnation will come in. But you say, wait a minute. This is not from God. Amen. You be aware and acknowledge of your foolishness. And then receive the forgiveness that was given to you by Jesus 2,000 years ago. And then repent. What is repent? Change your mindset. And then move forward. Don't dwell in condemnation. Because the more you dwell in condemnation, you know what's going to happen? The more you're going to fail. You know, the more you're going to fail and say, Yeah, I'm so, I call myself a Christian. Okay. And then I did this, and then again I did that, and then I do that again, maybe I'll go all up. Because I'm now good. Right? Am I speaking truth here? But I tell you, the moment you understand, wait a minute, I'm alive to God. God sees me righteous no matter what. 
because my righteousness is not based on my ability. It's not based on my obedience. My righteousness is based on what Jesus did at the cross of Calvary. That's why today I stand righteous in front of God. And the moment you see that, and you begin to live that, and the moment you begin to see and operate in that, and live your life in that, I tell you, you are going to reign in life. You're going to overcome sin. Amen? Hallelujah. Lifestyle of sin, it's not your nature anymore. You're not a sinner anymore. Amen? You're the righteousness of God. Say that, I'm the righteousness of God. Understand also in the Old Testament, you know, when the priest, when the, rather the, the person goes to the priest, the priest examines not the person. The priest examines the offering. Right? And so when we go to God, God does not examine us. God examines our offering. And Jesus is our offering. He is perfect. And so whenever He sees Jesus, and we identify with Jesus, we are complete in Him. We stand righteous in Him. Young people, you are the righteousness of God. Don't let the world tell you otherwise. Amen? Let the real life tell you who you are. Amen? Hallelujah. That's why in Romans 5, 18 to 19, here it is in a nutshell in the Message Bible. Just as one person did it wrong and got us into all this trouble with sin and death, right? Another person did it right and got us out of it. But more than just getting us out of trouble, he got us into, say life. life. One man said no to God. Who's that? Adam, right? That's why when you go to heaven, you know what? Adam's house will be somewhere out there with fences and security guards. You know, people are going to try to find him because he's the cause of everything, right? <laughs> right? Okay? One man said no to God and, God and put many people in the wrong. But one man said yes to God and put many people in the right. Pastor, that's unfair. One man did, said no to God and put all of us in the wrong. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that also worked for us. Because one person said, it, said yes to God and it did, wrong, it did right for all of us. Amen. Come on, let's give praise to Jesus. He deserves it. Amen. That's why we need to be hearing this always. That we are empowered to live. Amen. To be alive in Him so that we can overcome. Amen. Sin. Amen. That we're not just going to be focusing on sin and sin and sin, but we're going to be focusing on that we are alive, alive, alive in Him. Because when we know that we're alive, then... The empowerment is going to be a response. Are you with me? I tell you, when we preach out of love, it will work. Rather than preaching out of fear. Because love never fails. I remember the woman caught in adultery. Remember that? The woman caught in adultery. Jesus asked her, where are your accusers? Has no one condemned you? And she said, no one, Lord. Amen. And he said, neither Jesus said, neither will I condemn you. Go and sin no more. You know what? Jesus wants for her to know that no one will condemn her. That's why Jesus asked her that. And then Jesus wants for her to say, no one, Lord. Amen. And then the moment she said, no one, Lord, no one will condemn me, then Jesus then begins to say, empowerment comes. Neither will I condemn you. Go and sin no more. You know what? Let me ask you a question. In this scenario, in this drama, okay, who has the right to condemn the woman? There's only one. And his name is Jesus. But you know what? How beautiful grace is. Jesus did not condemn her. Amen. Jesus let her see that in His presence, there is therefore now no con condemnation. That's why you can sin no more. Go 
and sin no more. The moment we understand that we identify with Jesus, the moment we know that we are in Him, that there is now no condemnation in Him, then we can move forward regardless of. Sometimes we fall, sometimes we're not, but praise God, in Him, there is therefore now condemnation. I tell you, ladies and gentlemen, genuine grace, a revelation of Jesus will motivate a man to live godly, a godly lifestyle more than a thousand laws could ever do. A revelation of His love will motivate us. A genuine revelation of His love will motivate you to live a godly lifestyle more than a thousand laws could ever do. Praise God for Jesus. Praise God for His presence. Praise God for His life. Amen? You know, how do we apply this, ladies and gentlemen? How do, I pl- how do we apply this in our lives? Simple. Among you change your clothes every day. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you do. Right? How do you change your clothes? Of course, you put on. You put on. Amen? You know what you do? Hallelujah. You get dressed every day. Right? And God gave you clothes that you can put it on. Amen? I remember, you know, Elijah and Elisha. I remember that. Elisha was determined to follow Elijah, right? And when the mantle came down, Elisha said, you know, I will tear these old clothes now because I have a new one. Right? When Lazarus came forth, right, what did Jesus say? Loose him from the grave clothes and let him go. I tell you, God has given us new wardrobe. Amen? Our new nature, it's like putting on a new clothes. Every day, you need to know and remind yourself, I, am a new, I have a new creation in Christ. I have, a new, I have new nature in Him. I am alive to God. I am dead to sin. Amen? Hallelujah. Look at this in, in Colossians. Colossians 3, 9 to 11. Are you still okay? Amen? In the Message Bible. It says, Don't lie to one another. You're done with that old life. It's like a filthy set of ill-fitting clothes you've stripped off and put in the fire. Say now. You know where the, when the timing is of the whole, uh, when the time, what is the timing of the Holy Spirit? It is now. Amen? Now you're dressed in a new wardrobe. Every item of your new life of life is custom made by the Creator. Whoa. With this label on it. All the old fashions are now obsolete. So if you wear that old fashion, you know what we're going to say? Badui. Right? Then verse 12. So chosen by God for this new life of love, dress in the wardrobe God picked out for you. What is this? Compassion, kindness, humility, quiet strength, discipline, be even-tempered, content with second place, quick to forgive an offense, Forgive as quickly and completely as the Master forgave you. He gave that to you. Amen? And regardless of what else you put on, wear love. Amen? It's your basic all-purpose garment. Never be without it. Amen? You know, with this message, I tell you, when you begin to understand this, you put it on. And every day, you, you remind yourself. Of course, sometimes we fall. But it's all right. You remind yourself again. Stand up and remind yourself, I am alive to God. And then, of course, you continue to move on. And then you fall sometimes again. You remind yourself again that I am the righteousness of God. I am alive to the things of God. I am alive to the strength of God. I am alive to the anointing of God. I am alive to the excellence of God. I am alive to the blessings of God. Why am I going to worry? Why am, why am I going to fear? I am alive to the provisions of God. I am alive to everything of God. Amen? And as you walk in that, you're going to see God just manifesting in your everyday. God is into the everyday, my friend. Yes, I'm glad that we are having a good time here. But when we go home, amen, when you go home, you know what? As you begin to see that God lives inside of you, 
that He empowered you, you're going to have a good time also at home. And even as you go to your classes, to your schools, you're going to have an awesome time in experiencing real life. Amen? Because He lives inside of you. Amen? You are empowered, my friend. I see a generation that is rising up. A generation who understands and knows who they are in Him. That the pressures of life and the pressures of, of society and the, and the temptations of the world, they're trying to press in. But He stands because He knows that He is empowered by God. I see a generation that is blessed because they are empowered of God. I see a generation that is blessed because they know that they have been forgiven by God. All your sins have been forgiven. Amen. And when you know that, that will empower you not to sin. That will empower you to live right. Amen. 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 Can you say amen? amen. Romans 6, 1. And I'm going, I'm going to end with this. Romans 6, 1 in the Message Bible. I'm going to read from 1 to 11. All right? Can you read with me? Is that all right? Amen. So let's read. So, keep on sinning so God can keep on forgiving. I should hope not. If we've left the country where sin is sovereign, how can we still live in our old house there? Or didn't you realize we packed up and left there for good? That is what happened in baptism. When we went under the water, we left the old country of sin behind. When we came up out of the water, we entered into the new country of grace, a new life, a new land. That's what baptism into the life of Jesus means. When we are lowered into the water, it is like the burial of Jesus. When we are raised up, it is like the resurrection of Jesus. Each of us is raised into a light-filled world by our Father so that we can see where we're going in our new grace sovereign country. Hallelujah. Could it be any clearer? Our old way of life was nailed to the cross with Christ. A decisive end to that sin-miserable life. No longer at sin's every beck and call. What we believe is this. If we get included in Christ's sin-conquering death, we also get included in this life-saving resurrection. We know that when Jesus was raised from the dead, it was a signal of the end of death as the end. Never again will death have the last word. When Jesus died, He took sin down with Him, but alive, He brings God down to us. Verse 11, from now on, say from now on. from now on, think of it this way. Now, we can read together, okay? From now on, think of this this way. Sin speaks a dead language that means nothing to you. God speaks your mother tongue and you hang on every word. You are dead to sin and alive to God. That's what Jesus did. Hallelujah! Hey, I'm in love with you. Singing, hey, hey, I believe in you. Let's give praise to our Jesus today. Hallelujah. I thank you, Lord God, for speaking to us tonight. I thank you, Lord, for reminding us of our identity in you. I thank you for the simplicity of the gospel. I thank you, Lord God, that you died so that we can receive this life. And today, young people, young adults, everyone, every person in this place, if you receive Jesus as Lord and Savior of your life, you are alive in Him. 
You are alive in Him. You are alive to the goodness of God. You are alive to the love of God. You are alive to the blessings of God. Now you can expect the favor of God to manifest in your life. He loves you. He loves you. He loves you. I don't know what situations you are in in life, but let me say that He loves you. He sees you as He sees His Son. You are in Him. You are alive. And the life of God is inside of you, my friend. That's why you are able. That's why you are blessed. That's why you are empowered to say no, to move on. Don't let that condemnation weigh you down. Don't let that condemnation stop you. Don't let the devil tell you that you're no good Christian. You know what? A good Christian is a Christian that knows his identity in Christ. Because in and of ourselves, we cannot be good. But only in Christ, we are good. And so just release that to the Lord today. Know that you are empowered. Know that you are alive in Him. Hallelujah. Real life is being alive in God. Real life is being alive in God. You know, my prayer is for all of us tonight that we are going to see more of grace. I pray that we're going to see more of Jesus. Because grace, my friend, is not a doctrine. Grace is a person, and His name is Jesus. And my prayer for every young person, everyone in this place, that we are going to see Jesus. Because as He is, so are we in this world. I pray that we're going to see our identity, our significance, that we're going to see our value, that we're going to see that we are favored, we are blessed, that we are loved in Him. I pray as the, as the conference continues and as the conference ends, as we go home, that we are going to take that, that we have real life inside of us. I am alive. I am alive with Jesus. I'm alive in Christ. Real life begins in Christ.